You're listening to Sunny Side Up, a bite-sized podcast that brings you real-world insights that help go-to-market professionals evolve and stay up-to-date on the latest trends. Join us as we share best practices and proven techniques from industry experts and practitioners. Today's episode is made possible by Demand Matrix. Demand Matrix helps you complete your data stack with technographic, intent, and revenue potential data to help you accelerate revenue. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Sunday Side Up. I'm your host, Mithul Shah. Today, I'm super excited to talk to Shade Wan about where should marketers invest right now. Shade is CMO of North America for Capgemini, a global professional services firm. Prior to that, he was a global head of marketing and communications and a member of executive team at Sapien Razorfish, where he helped with rebranding and shifting the company's strategic positioning as a business transformation service provider. Shade, really excited to talk to you. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. So, Shade, we were talking or we were discussing prior to this interview, you know, where we're talking about the pre and post COVID and how things have shifted and changed for you. Um, Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, So, Capgemini is a 270,000 person professional services firm, and we've got employees all around the globe, um, some amassed in major cities and and some in, in smaller towns and cities, more rural. And when COVID hit, we, we, moved everybody, 95% of our employees immediately to a work from home environment um, and did that while uh, never missing a beat in terms of how we, we serve and deliver for our clients, which was a, you know, a, a monumental undertaking. And it required a, a heavy uh, focus on our people and safety and security, the way that we communicate, um, ensuring that um, leadership is out front and center, sharing messages uh, on a regular basis, updates on, on what we're seeing, but at all times, making sure that we've got the safety and security of our people front and center. And, and the same goes from a marketing leadership perspective. I mean, our team is, is largely remote. Um, we've, we're spread all around the United States, Canada. Uh, I've got a, a fair number of employees in Poland and India and it became a lot more important for us in the way that we interact together as a team. And, and I mean, just like everybody, we do more virtual happy hours. We do a lot more video conferencing than we would have in the past. And and what I've seen just among our team is a you know big increase in uh, feeling a sense of collaboration and teamwork and and uh, just overall support. Uh, but also everybody's feeling a lot of stress, right? Anxiety, mat balancing, work-life balance. It's a, it's a very different environment. From a, from a marketing standpoint, how we go about doing our jobs, I mean, it's, the way I think about it is it's not so much that there's been a massive pivot or shift in the way that you manage B2B marketing and selling today, but it, it did accelerate a number of different trends that we were already seeing. It made it, it made it move a lot more quickly in the direction of um, clearly fewer events. Um, I mean, typically in professional services, you get a lot of lead generation from uh, partner events, alliance events, uh, people coming by the booth, and, and you nurture those contacts through the funnel. Today, there are no events uh, other than, than virtual events, and the ROI was already for us going down significantly. And, and so it was, it was liberating in a sense for us to get out of the 
event sponsorship game and really double down on our focus of digital campaigns, behavioral-based marketing and selling, investing in our our MarTech stack that, that we can talk about here in a few minutes. But it's it was really to me it was it was great uh, in the sense that we could we could shift our marketing focus in the directions that we have been needing to focus for a long time. So it's it's been really helpful. What we're seeing is uh, you know folks today um, in B two B services they want to remain anonymous a lot a lot longer into the sales process than than you used to in the past. Um, I mean everybody I think is tired of email spam and cold calls in the middle of meetings. It's, I mean, we're all tired of that. And so that the ability for a marketer to put the right content in front of the right person at that moment when they actually want to engage with a professional services company uh, has become, you know, two, three times more important than it used to be. Um, and so it's in, in that sense, it's changed things pretty dramatically for the better. Now, I clearly, I hope that uh, as we get into 2021, we've got more people working from the office and and we can do more in-person meetings with our clients than we can today. Um, but it's but but generally it's been a, a very positive development, I think, in, in B2B marketing having to adjust to this new environment. That must not be an easy fiefdom to take 275,000, you said, right? Employees. Yeah, right, 270,000, yeah. You had 270,000 from office to working from home. That's that's amazing. You know, congratulations to you guys to, to pull that off. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was a big, it was a big change for everybody. Um, but it was, it was good. You know, I think it was important uh, in our industry. It's, it's not just proving to our own leadership that this is an effective model. It's proving to clients that, you know, it, you no longer really need to have people on site in the office with you working through these major technology projects that you have. A lot of this can be done uh, remotely um, and get the same results. So it's, I think it's been a very positive thing for the industry. Yeah, I can imagine, right? Especially in, in your, your business where people expect those consultants, those experts to come on site, sit with them and, and work with them. So yeah, it must be a change for your customers as well. Exactly. Exactly. So talk to me about, you know, the thing you just mentioned, right? right? Right content at the right time. And it was always important, but it's more important right now because, you know, there is a Zoom fatigue. There's email fatigue. My email has increased, you know, from whatever. I was getting 50 emails to 200 emails now. Um, so it's it's very important to deliver the right content at the right time. How are you guys doing it? Yeah, so really, really interesting because our historically in the professional services industry, the way that you you sell deals, and we're we're talking about in some cases these are hundreds of millions of dollars in size. They're they're important deals. Uh, a company uh, is is making a big bet on working with you, um, and 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 you've got to get it right. And historically, those. The, the way that those deals come about are longstanding relationships, trusted relationships. Uh, you've worked with, with uh, a services provider in the past, or you know the people well, so you trust them that they're going to do right by your business. And, you know, there's a lot of taking someone out to dinner or buying them a drink or, or having lunch with them to talk through these things. It's, it has never been 
uh, a, a selling technique to just do a lot of this either digitally or, or virtually. Um, and so there's, there's an aspect of, I guess, number one, from a marketing perspective, there's, there's the MarTech stack that is available to us today that can, that can help with buyer intent, uh, as well as propensity to buy is, is so much further ahead than it was even a couple of years ago. It's, it's just such a, it's such a playground of opportunity for you to be able to look at the digital activity that's, that's happening among your, the clients that you want to work with and, and their existing tech stack and the services that they've bought historically indicating what they're more likely to buy in the future that, that allow us to give a lot more thought and care to how to engage with them. So you think about um, a client today, just like any of us from a consumer perspective, the way that we interact with, let's say, retailers or our favorite restaurants or Starbucks, for example, we want them, we want to, those interactions to show that the brand has a good understanding of what we care about, um, what, what we typically like to buy, what our, our biggest concerns are showing that value. And so if you translate that to professional services, it means I'm coming to you and I'm saying, look, I, I know um, on this podcast, you have a need to have really high quality content on a regular basis. You need to source that content. You need to develop those relationships. And I can help you with that because I can show you details on who is thinking about topics like these today, who's, who's visible, who has got some interesting things to share on that. And, and being able to combine that with also, let's say, somebody that wants to come on the show with, with high interest and that sort of thing. So suddenly you know exactly who you need to go, go meet with. That's an exciting development in our industry. But it requires, if you think about it in the context of challenges, it, it means now we need a lot more marketing talent that is comfortable with data, analytics, analysis, and, and translating all of that behavioral data and that buyer propensity to buy data into some insights that, that we can leverage and then inevitably um, generate a, a meeting that's worthwhile with a, with a client or, or a brand that we want to work with and, and bring sales into the picture. So there's, there's the marketing talent aspect of it, but there's also sales talent aspect of it and training a sales team to stop thinking about this as a, let's go uh, take somebody to dinner to instead be Tell you what, free of charge. Let's let's spend two hours with you in a in a virtual meeting and unpack a specific pain point you have, whether that's your own digital customer experience or cybersecurity or apps modernization um, or just a, a broader discussion of how you drive innovation in your company or how you want to connect your IT strategy to your business strategy. Being in an environment where a partner cares enough to invest that time without any commitment from you to help you solve a problem becomes a lot more critical in this environment. And so there's, there's also a necessary change management that has to happen with the sales force. And so I, I say we're, we're in the process of, of working through that um, on, on all those dimensions, our, our marketing and technology talent, um, our sales our sales focus and even leadership and bringing um, leadership that doesn't wake up each morning like I do and think about what do we need to invest in from a marketing perspective and, and how are we going to get the most out of it? It's, it's helping them to understand some of these decisions that we need to make and some of the investments that we need to make. 
No, I, I couldn't agree more, you know, with you about this. I mean, somebody who's in that business, demand matrix, we produce, you know, uh, this insights for technographics, intent, propensity to buy, how much money there is on the table, and and what we call reason to call, and, and all the breadcrumbs that, you know, uh, organization is providing, collecting that and providing that insight, that you know there was there was a win behind the sale at the time but you know in the covid time we have seen so many companies coming to us and you know that has kind of accelerated that trend which i would call more data driven marketing which which was there but you know kind of not taken that seriously but uh, now because of this i mean there is a huge trend behind data driven marketing and we are seeing you know many large as well as mid to small size companies you know, are thinking about this and trying to implement that. So, Shade, now I, I, you know, based on based on that, uh, how has the current pace of disruption with this what I call data driven marketing, right? Where data and the insight has become really important. You know, in you know, it was important before, but now it has become more important. Has disrupted, you know, the funnel and the buyer's journey. How are you guys seeing it, and how, what are you guys are doing it to, you know, with this change? Yeah, I I mean in my opinion the buyer's journey itself has not changed all that much in our our arena. I mean there there's still ultimately you have companies this business decision makers that are looking at how do I find a solution to a business challenge that I'm having um and and what solutions out on the market are there and then how do I I start to build a you know the, the requirements and the business case for me to to move ahead, and then ultimately, what's the supplier or the partner I want to work with? That's still the same. I'd say what has shifted is, you know, we we used to think about the marketing funnel um, from top to bottom, and and the different types of assets and content that you create uh, at each stage of that funnel, based on let's say you know they download a, a piece of research that we've created. We want to then invite them to a webinar on a similar topic. Um, or we might go ahead and send them free of charge a, a book that we've written on a on a topic of that, or even you know offer to to uh, coordinate a call with our CEO, or as I mentioned before this, a you know a two hour workshop on a on a particular pain point. All of that's still valid. What's different is is so many people are working remotely today. You have to have a, a deeper understanding of what's what's happening there before they ever turn into a meeting with you and how are they interacting with what content and you know the 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 buyer intent in our space is is so key to knowing you know are there competitors that they're looking at um and and how do they view their problem and us being able to match the right advertising uh and and at the right time and then trigger a, a call from sales at a time when they're they're actually interested in having a conversation not just researching potential solutions, but they want to talk to somebody about what they've seen. Um, that becomes a, a lot more critical. I mean, our, our industry was already headed in this direction, like we, we talked about, but now it's become way more critical. Um, and I, I think so many people working remotely has made it uh, a much more important factor to consider. So what I what has changed, I think, is the selling uh, process. So, you know, we, in the historically what we would do is we're, we're constantly developing new uh, solutions and offers. A lot of them are, are focused on a specific industry that we serve. And then we push it out 
And a number of our clients, a number of brands we want to work with happen to be interested at that time in having a discussion about that. We no longer need to do that. We, we, can, we can develop leading edge offers. In fact, the insights and data that we're getting from a lot of this activity that we see, what are people searching for? What are the problems that they're trying to solve? We can actually see ahead of time what we need to develop new offers and solutions. And so it impacts it that way. But we also have to be much more agile and responsive to when we see somebody an uptick in buyer intent and at the same time as a as the propensity to uh, to buy is high and and mobilize around that and think very creatively and, and in a client focused way of what we need to put in front of them it, it's just so much it's so much more important that I guess that the speed of that um, is a bigger deal now and and the same goes in reverse for example so if um, you know, somebody really should be buying this new service because they're they're either their current one is up for a renewal or it's it's an area that clearly they need next based on what they bought historically, but they're not really searching for a for a solution right now. That's that's the point for us to come in in a very soft way and start to put content in front of them about specific business challenges that we know they've got to be struggling with, but we don't see them searching for it yet so that they see that and go, oh yeah, that's right. I hadn't thought about it that way, but somehow Cap Jim and I knew that I was trying to solve this problem. Maybe I am interested in having a conversation. So the, so the selling process has changed dramatically. I don't know that the buying process has changed. That's that's very interesting, and that's what I was kind of alluding, you know, in my previous content that we are seeing so many because somebody who's in the business of of providing intelligence, we are seeing so many of not only large companies but also mid to small size companies, you know, are thinking about data driven approach, and you know they they all were thinking about it, but I think COVID has just accelerated that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's, I mean, in B2B arena, everybody is, has been relying on events. So just having that pipeline shut off, I think has forced a lot of people to rethink things. Um, right. but, but in a good way, I, I mean, like I said, this is, this is a direction we were headed anyway. It's just, it's accelerated it. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, in, in our pre-interview, you, you mentioned about, you know, companies also should be thinking about new way of talent building or talent pipeline, you know, in marketing because of the, you know, because of the pandemic and, and what's happening. So I wanted to kind of double click on that and, and would kind of understand this. So what do you mean by building a talent pipeline in marketing? Yeah, I'm, I'm really passionate about this um, because, you know, marketing is a, is a space that needs just constant evolution, um, energy, ambition, uh, really wanting to to change the game, uh, regardless of industry that you work in, and 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 how do you keep people hungry and motivated and excited about these new directions, regardless of whether there's someone that's you know a couple of years out of school or or somebody that's been doing this for twenty years, it's it's important to to bring everybody along on this journey that that you're on. So I, I think about it in a number of different ways. Um, there's I guess if you start. At an entry level uh, place, we've put a lot more focus over the last couple of years in uh, internship programs and college hire programs where we bring more people in than we had historically and put them in job rotation programs within marketing to give them a, a broad base of skills and experience across all of our key functions so that they have a, 
a chance to to see different areas where they can make an impact and and we see where key strengths are and and help bring them into the culture that we need to have and and I think that culture aspect of it falls right in line with this discussion we've been having about data driven marketing is you need you need folks who are really hungry to learn new skills, new uh, be be interested in technology and, and new tools that are coming into play, how to use them, um, be creative in, in thinking how you you pull insights and, and turn those insights into to marketing tactics and, and eventually results. Um, but also it, the way that that young talent um, impacts those of us that have been doing this for a long time on on our marketing leadership team. Uh, in North America at Capgem and I, we have two rotating uh, people that are that that are um, our grades A's and B's. You know, they've just they've they've moved into our role into our company and in, in uh, the recent past, and and they're bringing a fresh perspective. Um, not not just in in how they view the world and the technology and tools that are impacted it, but also just how you communicate among each other and and how you can collaborate in different ways. So we put a lot of focus on that. And as I alluded to earlier, um, it's we're always looking for somebody that has uh, maybe in school they studied a, a specific uh, area of data um, or economics. So the the way that um, we look for we look for people coming out of college that have um, experience and an interest in in data and economics and analytics um, technology, um, but but I can tell you that some of the best people that we've ever hired come from a, a background, uh, let's say English or history, um, philosophy. It's I mean I, I really think well rounded team members um, are, are uh, the most critical to building the, the talent pipeline that you need. I think from a, as you think about sales and somebody that understands both marketing and sales, um, it, that's, a, that's a rare find. Um, and I think somebody that wants to continue to develop skills and strengths in, in both of those areas is really key. And so we're constantly doing, uh, organizing our own internal training sessions um, and workshops on emerging areas. And, and clearly the, the buyer intent and propensity to buy data that we have now is an area where a lot of our folks need training and, and, and um, constant learning opportunities in order to how to use it, like what, what industries are using it well, uh, what can we learn from them, what can we share, all of that becomes much more important. So I, I think talent is, is one of those places where we always talk about it as being critical, but but at a time of a, a big pivot like this, uh, becomes even more important. And and there are a lot of people that, for whatever reasons, um, the way the economy has impacted um, different different businesses, there are a lot of people that are out of jobs right now and that are open to taking their career in a in a very different direction. And as I tell everybody that I interview. You know, there's no more exciting place that you could possibly be than having the opportunity to make an impact on society based on technology and how it's evolving and how it's helping humans to realize their greatest potential. And re- regardless of industry that you're serving, you have the opportunity to do that. I mean, you you look at uh, life sciences companies today that are trying to uh, generate a vaccine that can can literally save the planet and the 
the technology needs they have to help them with that transformation is something that we should all aspire to, to help them do. Um, and you could make an, an equally valid case in, in any other industry. And so it's an exciting place to be um, as long as you understand the big picture and that the reason that you're sitting with, with this, uh, the data and analytics week in and week out is to uncover who might have a need for us to go in and help them solve that problem and then help with the storytelling so that they understand how we can be partners in this together. And it's just a, it's a, it's a great time to be in marketing. Um, and I, I really like the quality uh, and the ambition of the talent market that I'm, I'm seeing right now. Thanks for sharing this, you know, I guess a very new perspective, you know, towards it, right? I mean, like even at Demand Matrix, when we're thinking about hiring some somebody, we try to put them into a box saying, okay, we are hiring for marketing and let's look for people who have experience in that. So thanks for kind of bringing this new perspective towards it as to some of the people who may or may not be coming from the same vertical, but might have passion for it or might have even, you know, uh, you know, those surrounding skill sets that can make them successful in that same discipline or other discipline. And there's so many people out there really, really talented and smart may not be getting the opportunity just because they have a label on them. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a quick evolving job market out there. Uh, And, and honestly, we have, we have needs for, for a marketing organization like ours with uh, the, vast spectrum of people, whether they're strong in communications or they're just super strong in program management and or digital campaigns. Um, it's, I mean, it's just a, there's no, there's no uh, limit to what you could make an impact on. And it's just, you know, finding, finding folks that are really eager and hungry and ambitious enough to want to learn new skills in these areas. But it's, it's, um, I really do. I'm, I feel very, it's one of the areas that I feel so hopeful about and optimistic about the future is you do see an attitude out there of wanting to make it, make a change, make a difference in the world. And, and now, um, I mean, to bring it back to our discussion of the, you know, the marketing tools that you have today, you're, you're able to, to influence and connect with people in such a deeper, more meaningful way to really change the nature of our business. It's just, uh, it's an exciting time. Couldn't agree more. Well, thank, thank Shay. Thank you for being on our show and sharing this uh, very refreshing perspective towards it. I really enjoyed having you on our podcast today. Well, thank you very much. It's it's been an honor. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Sunny Side Up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review us, and share these insights with your peers. 